Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. It Just like last week, it keeps happening. I did the same intro as last week. I can't believe it. I try and change it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I failed. But what else is new? Welcome to another episode of the Half Gen Podcast. Uh, I am joined by, as always, one of my favorite people in the world, Nat. How you doing? I'm good. Chilling. Trying to, you know, keep the hair game going strong, you know? Yeah, yeah we were, we were comparing... Uh, comparing notes a little bit before the episode and uh i had the realization today um so my my barber always threatens me i've been going to the same barber since i was like six Mm -hmm. and he always threatens me he he says i will never let you do what your father did with his hair Mm -hmm. because he also cut my dad's hair and he was like i will never ever let you do that that being I'd have to show you. Uh, but basically, <laughs> my dad had like this really long comb over. Like it kind of grew from the back and oh, he grew okay. it out. So it's kind of like what I have here, but like it was real bad. And so mm-hmm. he like grew it out to cover it up mm-hmm. and it was real bad. And he was like, I'll shave you bald. I won't even ask. He's like, I will not let you do what your father did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is like, that was a tragedy. <laughs> so he made fun of my dad so bad for it. <laughs> When I was a kid, you know, full head of hair, you know, mm-hmm. the world on my, you know, the world was my oyster. I didn't think anything of it. And then today I was like, I was, I don't remember exactly what I was doing. I was like, I think I was, I was messing around with my lights. Cause I ended up turning off one of my bulbs to try and like reduce how bright I was while maintaining a little bit of brightness. Like I didn't want too much light on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm messing with my lights and I'm looking down and you can't see it from here, but like exactly where like a headset would normally rest on your head. It's just gone. It's just gone, dude. Uh, and I was just like, boy, I need to make a decision to either save this or get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that. that's going to be my 2021 is what do I do with my hair? Not to mention any specific brand because none of them have cut a check. But I use a specific one, and it we has helped me that. greatly. You know, and I would say, if to, I would this never is more, know you needed it. This is more to the listeners. If you, well, so I like I had it a little bit, but like best, you know, is to be proactive than to be reactive. You know, right. So I would say, if you do need it, most of these subscription services are the same thing, especially of the like big three. It's like a finasteride pill, some minoxin drops, which is just like Rogaine. This just helps you keep your hair. And I hope that didn't show what brand that was. But yeah. I don't think it did. And uh, some like biotin gummies and a shampoo. And yeah, I think they I think they help a lot. I would say, yeah, if you have $50 to waste, I think the other ones are more expensive. The one I use is the cheapest of the bunch. Yeah. I waste 50, I just felt like I've wasted fifty dollars on a bunch of other shit. It's like hail mary, do it, try it, or I'm about to have the baldy rocking. You know, I just didn't feel like that was conducive of my path. So that's fair. That's I'd rather keep it if I can. You know, at mm-hmm. least what I have. So yeah. you know, we, we'll we'll talk more uh, off the podcast. That, that was more for the um, listeners. I know this is a. Yeah. I, I don't I haven't seen the analytics, but I would assume we are a very male heavy audience. <laughs> uh, we have a six percent uh, female audience. Hey, there we go. The one <laughs> listener, the single digit percentile. <laughs> um, God, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was messing around with the lighting before, and that led to that tragedy. I I, I changed some things up. 
mm-hmm. I've decided to spice up my background a bit. I still need to change this area here. I kind of have like a PlayStation and a Chromebook box mm-hmm. there because like I'm trying to rearrange stuff to make it look nicer. That's I've had that right. thing right there, uh, that Star Trek one. That's a, that's actually like a 3D painting. I never realized so, what like, that was. I've always seen it in the background. It, it's really always been over there. Mm-hmm. But like it hasn't been hung since I got it, and I realized mm-hmm. I got I've had that thing for like almost like I've had that thing for like six years. I realized I never hung it um, because I never really thought of a good spot. I used to have like a, a stand there, and then I I shifted some stuff around. So now I've got the little fridge there. So it's like two little Romulan warbirds, and then the Enterprise shooting torpedoes and stuff. It's like a really mm-hmm. nice like oil painting. I bought it at the Big E. Remember when you could go places? Yeah. Um, where you could go to a thing like the Biggie. Uh, so I did that, and that was really cool. Uh, I got that a couple years ago. I was with uh, Zane, actually. And he was like, just buy it. And I was like, okay, you talked me into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got this thing right here. Uh, for anybody familiar with Destiny, that's the SIVA symbol. Um, mm-hmm. I got that on Etsy. Uh, member of the Destiny community, uh, it's underscore winter uh, on Twitter, was advertising uh, their Etsy store. And I saw that and I was like, fuck it. And I bought it and I thought that it was really cool. And now I have it and it's cool. It's just this, you know, kind of like what you get with a computer. You get like one of the little remotes. You can set mm-hmm. it to one solid color or like change it. The range on the remote is not great. Mm-hmm. The remote is my only real complaint about the well, whole thing. Well, um, to, not to like leak it, but I'm assuming it's just an LED module and some strips yeah. inside. If you really oh, yeah. have like that big of issue with it, I would just say, you know, buy a more expensive led strip thing on like amazon or something and just you know open it up and swap it out it shouldn't be that hard because it really should just be some plexiglass or some like kind of like resin glass or something that's just stained or painted in a certain way that you could just open it up and like swap them out pretty easily oh no i'm sure i don't think i'll be changing it too much to be honest mm-hmm. um not just you, see if you I know can get a hacks only thing i've been up to is this messing with this you know you guys could see I don't want to take the pins out again, but my hair. You see, there you go. Now you can see it real nice. I can hear what you said, but yeah. I was my just going to say, now you can see it real nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Well, that, that's been it, man. That's really been it. Yeah. Um, as far as games, the only thing... I, oh, we should we should do that, actually. Sidebar. Hey, guys, if you do enjoy this... And I know you sat through an ad already, but this isn't an ad. This is me asking you guys, you guys, a favor here, and it's to, you know, leave us a rating. If you enjoy this show, I'm not going to ask you to share the show. That would be great, but realistically... I'll, I'll ask you to share the show. I, I will go out on that one. I would say realistically, <laughs> I feel like, personally speaking, unless you're going to sh- go in and share a specific clip or write us a really heartfelt message or what made, like, what part you was like, oh, this part is good and, you know, recommend people. I feel like just the random share without, you know, talking about it at all really doesn't do much. Fair so enough. I would really appreciate if you guys listen on Apple or Google Podcasts or any of the podcast services that have a rating system like spotify doesn't have one but apple Podcasts and google does please leave us a rating please go in you know say something nice please don't say anything bad or i will hit you with a wet flip-flop and uh for our youtube viewers um comments the 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 youtube 
podcast has actually like it, I, I know it's small and you know we we haven't done a lot with our YouTube channel but considering that you know we're already pulling in numbers that are you know not zero mm-hmm. uh, I I appreciate everybody who is taking the time to watch this um you know I I know it probably seems like oh all they do is put a thing in you know in the front and that's it um but Cypher does a lot of great work with the video stuff making sure everything's good making sure everything's up on time he pretty much handles all the YouTube stuff so uh, credit to him aka Tony uh for longtime listeners back when he was on um but uh, you know, props to Cipher for all the work he does for that and getting that online for us every week. Um, yeah, you know, if you guys don't mind liking and commenting, you know, those are the things. I know I'm not I'm not gonna tell you to ring the bell. You know, if you want the podcast, it should be in your feed. I, I'm gonna trust the algorithm for now until mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Um, I'm not gonna ask you guys to you know go oh, ring the bell and you know. But if you enjoy the podcast and you want it to show up in your feed. Subscribe if you I would you say. know like what we're doing. Throw us a comment, throw us a like, just something so you know we know that what we're doing is working. YouTube algorithm wise, comments and likes are preferable. You probably follow us on socials if you have to get it through there. Chris does a great job on the socials of always posting it when it goes live. I try. The one thing I would say is, and this is some behind the scenes magic. YouTube has a terrible thing of burying your page. If you subscribe, if you subscribe, if somebody subscribes to your account and doesn't actually intend on watching YouTube's algorithm, the way that it works, they bury a page based on that. And I would say, yeah. So if you feel, you feel like you want to support us, uh, a YouTuber, it might actually not be the best idea to subscribe to them if you don't actually intend on staying in for the long haul because they That's have fair. a percentage based like ratio of like how much you watch. If they should bury this account for other people, if you stop watching it's actually more conducive if you really want to help somebody out to unsubscribe so long story less long if you want to fuck somebody over go subscribe to their account and never watch a video oh shit (laughs) well decide how much you like half gen and make your decision from there but um but not only did we give you the strat to help us out but we gave you the strat to sabotage other people so you know they Whatever can also now boat. sabotage us. So, they you know, could, they could, but we ain't got much to sabotage. So <laughs> waste fair. your time. Get our numbers I up. Some, I know some people who might. Uh, but no, I, I really do appreciate everybody who does listen every week. The people who have been watching, because I know mm-hmm. who some of you are. Um, I got people coming to my Twitch during the week, and they're just like, yeah, I watched your episode. It was great. you know." And I was like, oh my God, that's... You know, I, I love hearing people telling me like, yeah, I listened to or watched the podcast. That's one of my favorite things. Like, I, I you know, if I'm going to be a little bit greedy here, if you pop into my stream or, you know, somebody decides to tweet me and it's just like, hey, I really like this week's episode. That is that that is the ultimate motivation for next week's episode to come out and be like, yo, I'm going to put on a good show. You know, mm-hmm. that's that for me. Like, that's incredible, you know, because we are small. You know, we we uh-huh. we aim big, but right now we're small. And I keep we're, looking we're, over here because this is where you are. So it looks like I'm looking away, but I'm looking over here because you're there. If I look over here, it's because I'm looking at Audacity. <laughs> that's that's how it used to be for me. I mm-hmm. have Audacity up here, and I've learned to just trust Audacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have everything on this side because my camera used to be over here, but I would look far because this like way over here uh, is where the OBS window where I'm recording Sidebar, this is. Sidebar, pal. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Uh, I just realized I had my headphones really up and I keep forgetting that these pads leak a lot. So the first 
10, I haven't 12 minutes heard anything are probably i could worth. see the wave is is why i'm saying i could see it leaking through so just send me a timestamp if you don't mind just like for, shoot me first 12 the um, first 12 okay you should first you should 12. noticeably see it like disappear because now i think the background noise now 12. might be my pc fan and not the actual waveform yeah all right but um yeah, it, it, it was a bad habit when we started the video, and it's a bad habit I have sometimes when I'm streaming because I'll look over at OBS and I'll just stare down OBS. I put my mouse in the window. I hate doing I that. that. Um, and I would just look at that. So, like, I'm watching you guys talk, and I'm just looking over here, and I'm like, oh, shit, I should be looking at the camera. And mm -hmm. so now with, you know, we'll, we'll go over. I want to talk about my monitor this week now that I've spent some more time with it. But the camera is dead in front of me now on the new monitor. And so I have a preview window right under it. So right now I'm looking at me talking, you know, oh, movie magic. It looks like I'm looking at you, but I'm really looking at me. Mm -hmm. And I like what I see. <laughs> that, that look on your face. Um, <laughs> Jesus. It's the, that's the only problem with uh, this podcast going video is that makes me laugh too much. Why? <laughs> Why do I make very, you laugh too much? You're very like emotive with like your eyes and stuff. And so I see it and I just start laughing. <laughs> if, oh, God, I'm very. I'm if you want to do something else for the visual listeners, you know, discourage some of the view spreading, I would say somebody told me the other day. That, oh, you have a lot of moles, man. You know, that probably means that's where you got killed in past lives. And I was like, what? So for reference, I have like eight moles on my face. <laughs> like I have like one, two, uh, three. I have another one here. I have one like over here and I have another one on the opposite side. And I have one like right here. So by their theory, that's where I got shot or stabbed a bunch, you know, in a past life. And I was like, that's very comforting. Um. <laughs> looking I'm for like, your moles i'm like wait a minute do i have moles like I, i've got like little spots i don't think i have moles i don't know mm. i've got like these things. you probably can't see that you can see that a little mm. bit you can see it like the little brown spots i've got those kind of on my arms and stuff but nothing like create like you know like little constellation yeah, so you can down see here, one but... i got one here one there got another one over here this place great on audio all of our audio listeners are just like, come on, guys, we're still here, so too. So I have one <laughs> right at the cleft of my lip, right in the middle, one to the left of that, above that one, under my left nostril, have one close, like, above my lip, but far out towards the middle of my cheek, I have another one above my ear, another one on my left sideburn, I have another one on the right side of my ear, and I have one on the right side of my collarbone. So there we go. That's there for the go, audio, audio listeners. listeners. <laughs> there you go. I also um, shaved and realized I look like a fucking middle schooler. You should see me when I shave. I'm terrible. I'll never shave my... I shaved my beard during um, like the eight weeks I was out of work for uh, COVID. Mm -hmm. And I shaved my beard because I wanted to start fresh. And I don't necessarily regret that because I think it's been a lot cleaner since I've regrown it. Uh, because that beard I had for like five years or something, uh, and it was in maintenance and it was bad because it was very uneven in areas. And so mm -hmm. now that I've kind of, I, I did the fresh one, 
I really like how everything looks now and it's easier to maintain, but it's like, I'll never go back. I don't, I don't think I can ever shave this again. Mm. I wouldn't want to be on camera. Well, are you going to plan on growing it out bigger or no, I, 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 the other one was big and I oh, grew that oh. out a lot. Yeah. Um, if but I, I actually like it better. Like kind of, kind of like the way it is like this isn't, I, I wouldn't consider my beard. Like my beard is longer than it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like flattened. So like it, it I, I like it, I like it to look full, mm-hmm. but not crazy. Cause the thing is, is I, I have a problem where like, I will get a lot of like stray hairs. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get stuff poking out the sides. Uh, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be there like at work and I'll be looking in the mirror and I'm like plucking out a hair. Cause it's like, I need you to go away. As you know? somebody who had a, had a, a once, you know, fuller beard, I would say a soft bristle brush with like a uh, castor oil of some sort would really do wonders and like thickening up your beard and do do doing double duty of also keeping your beard down without like feeling super disgusting or heavy on your face and not yeah. like getting your pores or anything. What yeah, I, I like I, I got like a, a nice like beard shampoo. Mm-hmm. So like I make sure to use that every once in a while. Like I don't want to go crazy because like I, you know, you don't want to like you know overwash it or anything. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, beards can be gross, especially right now with COVID. Um, so, you know, I try and keep on top of that, you know, at least like once a week run that, but, Mm -hmm. um, otherwise I try and keep the beard like dry as possible. Like don't get it wet. Don't want to have to dry it or anything. And I'll Um, end with this. And this has been the least games we've talked about at the top of a podcast in a while. I feel like, but uh, like last week, (laughs) uh, I was gonna say, uh, (laughs) I'm actually really impressed with the lack of acne like over here especially i mean i get like some blackheads on my nose but this isn't even acne or anything this is just like like ingrown hairs and stuff is what i get but my skin is is really cleared up which i've been happy about i feel like i have nice clear skin which i'm excited about i feel like like right here i had a little something when i first shaved i was like if it wasn't for the lack there of sleep and anxiety and depression in my eyes, I would have gotten ID'd everywhere. <laughs> so, they just know by your demeanor, like, no, this like, man's uh, overworked and underpaid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, you want to you tip it off with games? Let, let's get right into it. Um, I'm just going to start with the big one. Destiny had a new expansion come out. Uh, not new expansion. I'm sorry. Uh, a new season started this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, season of the Chosen, Good which kind of came right off the rip. Uh, the daughter of Callus, uh, the disgraced emperor or overthrown emperor, uh, she just rolls up and she's just like, "Hey, so I'm uniting all these Red Legion people you've been fighting for the last three years." And, you know, the darkness, either the darkness is going to kill you or the hive are going to kill you. But one of them is going to kill you. And she's like, so I propose an alliance. And she's like, with your light and my cabal, we'll destroy them all. And she's like, and then she just looks at Zavala and she's just like, bow. She literally says bow. And Zavala just kind of, you know, Lance Reddick just kind of sizes up and he's like, no. And so just it's war now. So the first thing it does is it drops you into the new seasonal activity, which is called battlegrounds. So the first thing you do is you matchmake into this battleground and it drops you in. And the first thing you see is this huge cabal fleet over Nessus and they just start dropping troops, dude. Like they're sending Mm -hmm. dozens of guys at you. 
And so you're just fighting up this hill, learning the mechanics as you go. And it's just like, oh, you gotta, you know, Guardian, you gotta do this thing. And, you know, you're fighting these dudes. They're dropping, like, these charges. You gotta get them to unlock this thing. And then you progress. You get to this next area. And it's like, you gotta destroy these generators. And the whole time, they're just dropping dudes and dropping dudes and dropping dudes. It's hectic. It's crazy. And it was maybe the most fun I've had in Destiny in a long time. Like... So far, I'm more impressed with this season than I was the beginning of... Like, you know, day one of Beyond Light was exciting. I'm way more excited about this season so far than I was about Beyond Light. Because the first the first couple things I've done have all just been really, really cool. And, like, really different from what I expect from the seasonal model. You know, like, they... They have mostly kind of underwhelmed with what they've done with seasons in the past. And this one just hits you over the head right off the rip. I got a great gun. My first drop of the whole season was a great roll on a gun archetype I like. I've been finding all these crazy guns. The got season passes. Marksman rifle or whatever? No, actually, it's... Uh, well, that's the, the, the seasonal exotic. Uh, there's going to be a quest for that later. And that looks really cool. No, I got an SMG, which is in an archetype. Uh, it's a 750 RPM, which I don't, I'm not usually crazy about SMGs lower than 900, like really fast firing. So there's 600, 750, and 900. I like 900s. That's my favorite. Not usually crazy about the slower SMGs. I want my SMG to hit hard and fast. This one I love. I got a great roll on it. It feels really good. Um, I got like a, I just got a rocket launcher that I you know I'm really excited to use with a bunch of new perks. They redid like a bunch of like you know they buffed a bunch of weapons that had been underused and stuff. Like rocket launchers are really good right now. Everyone in the game is using rocket launchers because they got a big buff. Like legendary rocket launchers got a thirty percent damage buff. Everyone is using them, and they they've got these mechanics from uh, an older season called charge with light and you can use that to like up your damage and your reload and stuff so like there's a bunch of crazy builds you can do with rocket launchers uh but like they they added this whole new like war table thing called the helm and like you go in there and you can access like the battleground missions and stuff but the the, the overall plot is keitel who is the 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 empress she's going to all these red legion guys and she's like hey I'm forming my war council based on the ancient rights. You guys are going to fight each other for the right to be on my war council. And then so Osiris is just like, hey, you, you now have this thing. You picked up this thing from this cabal. This lets you challenge for the right to get on the war table, basically. So he's like, just go start killing cabal. Like, go kill their leadership. Every time someone tries to challenge for the war table, meet them in battle and kill them. So that's basically what we're doing is every time, you know, one of them is like, hey, I'm cool. I'll join the war council. We're just like, eh, no. And we just go and fight them. And these battlegrounds are like a ton of fun. They, they, they're really exciting and like really like there's an energy to them, you know, and, and when you're running them, like they feel really good to play. And they're very thought like they're very well thought out in their design that they they're not like they don't demand too much mechanically but they also require you to kind of just stay engaged with the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay. And th the really cool thing is if you mess something up, like if you throw a bomb and you miss your target, instead of like dropping another boss and you have to fight another boss, they just drop like one more little weak enemy and it'll drop the bomb again. 
So you're not wasting your time like, okay, I have to fight this boss again. And if I mess it up again, then I got to do it again. It just keep dropping this one little weak dude and you just keep killing him and you do it as many times as you need to. So it's like very forgiving if it's like, hey, that one didn't work out. Just do it again. Uh, which, again, has kind of been a thing that they've been not so good at with these seasonal activities in terms of being forgiving when mistakes are made. Um, the rewards have been great. Like the loot pool is incredible. There's a lot of great new guns this season. Um, I can't wait for trials this weekend. They got a whole bunch of new stuff there. Like I'm, I'm really excited and I'm, I'm having fun with this game in a way I did not even with beyond light. Um, I am really excited. I don't want to get too like, I don't want to get like too crazy. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, this is the best season ever. Like it's day one ish still. So it's like, I don't want to sing its praises too much, but like, honest to God, I haven't been this impressed by day one of a season since Forsaken came out. And that was two years ago. That was I don't like have a point of reference, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, this is the most exciting thing to happen since they saved Destiny 2. Okay. This might, this, this might do for the seasonal model what Forsaken did for the game. And if they can keep this, like, if they can keep this pace that they have this week, if they can keep anything close to this throughout the rest of the season, it's going to be a hell of a fucking season. Mm. Like, I, I, I'm after this, once I'm done editing the podcast, I plan to play Destiny again. Unless, you know, you want to do something else. But I plan to hop back in and, you know, start running some stuff again. Real excited. What, uh... What have you been playing, my friend? Only Divinity. And Only I played Divinity. a bit of Going Under again. But Divinity, Original Sin 2, with my good pals, Chris, Who are they? Cypher, oh. and Ross. Uh, one missing member of the podcast, Ross, also playing with us. And uh, our good pal and editor, Cypher, a.k.a. Tony. You know, we we are really getting into a good groove with that. Mm -hmm. The thing we need to remember, like our only issue. And I feel like I says every, is just like, we, we have people who just like, and it's all of us do it. I've done it a couple times now, you know, Cypher does it. Ross does it. You, you know, you do it once or twice. Um, it's just, somebody runs ahead and then triggers something. And then like, we're scrambling to put it back together. So we've got our backs against the wall and then, you know, we fight it back. But we finally found something yesterday that was like, it put our backs against the wall and it just continued to push us into the wall. Mm -hmm. And like, the thing is, is once we went in with a plan and we had that strategy, it was some necro dog. Mm -hmm. um, once we, we, we went back in and we had the plan and we executed it pretty much to perfection. And that like felt great. Cause like we went from like getting absolutely wiped, like completely losing the battle to winning it in about a turn. Yeah, I super buffed. I triple. I don't want to say triple. I think I, well, I triple. I don't want to say buffed, but status affected, and then one tap the dog. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, because yeah, all of them were in the a buff. Up. One was a teleport. Know, one was a. I did call yeah, mine, your, and then your positioning. And then that's uh, a positional buff. <laughs> Well, I did, I, did, I think I did teleport the last turn because I, I didn't have much, and then I think in the net, top next turn, calm mind, adrenaline, enrage, <laughs> and then barrage, and it was like, bye bye necro doggy. 
<laughs> yeah, so it was, I it think... was three sh- three shots, and I think each. I, I think I did like four hundred damage to it in one go. Well, yeah, and I was wait, like, holy wait. shit. When almost said and done, yeah, you had done like four hundred damage to it. You took it all of it. Like we were just kind of whittling it down for you, because the thing is, is Mike, mm-hmm. my my burst is not what yours is, because I don't have like the damage potential that you mm-hmm. do yet, and I would love to. You need to get. Um, uh, I need to get more crit. You need to That's get need. a point in polymorph. Get the cloak thing, so you could synergize with your cloak and dagger. And then there's a scale for you, because there's one for me where uh you do more damage while cloaked. And if you take that perk, yeah, okay. it's a multiplier. So we need to find that skill, and then uh, we can. I have there. the skill. Cipher has it as well. It's just the cloak skill, but you need a point of polymorph to get it. Yeah, I know, but I need the book. Yeah, the book. The book it. is the book's been literally in every like store that sells polymorph skills, so it shouldn't be a hard find. Once we Wait, get Cypher back to the him? town, I haven't seen him use it. Are you oh. sure he has it? He got something else. Actually, he wants it yeah. as well. That's what. Well, happened. I get it first. I mean, <laughs> no, I get it first. I mean, Cypher's editing it unless I mean, he's listening to all the little conversations. <laughs> he's not listening to, to he's you know, he's skimming through. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm getting it first. Yeah. I am the sneaky boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, if I can get that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. uh, uh, I would say make sure. I wouldn't say you need it right away, but as soon as you get whatever the perk is that lets you do more damage while hidden. Yeah. <laughs> because especially it's stacked with you because I think it synergizes with if they don't see you and you get a backstab. So you just yeah. you could just and then rack being up able some to multipliers maintain the cloak while using like cloak and dagger would be mm-hmm. huge. Um yeah. It's just like, annoying I, that I thought it was a stealth skill or whatever the scoundrel skill so I put points in the scoundrel which is why I wanted to respec again before we left the boat because uh, I went and got that you realized it was polymorph. and it was polymorph and I could I couldn't use it. So okay. yeah. And I only need one point in polymorph? Only one point in polymorph. I would say equip an armor if we can find one with polymorph that'll probably be better instead of trying to go get the point because we should finding one with polymorph shouldn't be that hard. Well, we'll see what happens. I mm-hmm. mean, if I gotta put a point into it, you know, it's no big deal. I mean, especially um, at the rate we've been leveling up, we've been leveling. We leveled up like six or seven times yesterday. Like it was like stupid. We I don't I don't think it was quite that much, but we leveled, we leveled up, up twice getting off four. the boat. Yeah, I think at least three or up, four times. No, we leveled up once right in that in the mansion fighting the spider we leveled up fighting all those stupid bugs in the town did we so, level up on the bu- oh my god yeah and then we leveled so up we leveled another up times we leveled up another time in the spirit in the astral plane because remember we left and it was like holy shit that was a lot of xp we leveled up i don't want to say six it was, well, that it was, was definitely it was definitely like five times we leveled up at least yeah it sounds like at least five times yeah and like we're we're starting to feel strong like mm-hmm. i i'm starting to feel like I can take a couple fights that I couldn't take before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like, went. We I just that went spider. That spider synergy. was like what five levels above us, and yeah. we kicked its ass. I'm just very weak. I am like I, I could get like one tapped by a lot of things. So I that, yeah. To... So we gotta just protect you. Yeah, but damage output <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> through the roof. When that wants someone dead, that to will the moon. make them dead. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, we we just like. That's the thing. Like when we plan it out and we go in with a strategy and we've got yeah. it figured out, like we we absolutely kill it, man. 
like we're like I'm I'm real happy with how we're playing right now. Like we've we've finally all gotten to the point where like everybody's kind of doing the right thing for everybody. I'm real happy. Uh, I I look forward every week to playing more Divinity. Same. I would say sidebar. Have you seen any of the footage from Baldur's Gate? They just added like the cutscenes and stuff, and it's like some like Mass Effect level like cutscenes with minus the ass close-ups. Well, they're fixing that. <laughs> I mean, well, they took that out too. I mean, I didn't yeah. te- technically mind the ass close-ups. They spent obviously lots of hours crafting her ass to look <laughs> per- picture perfect. <laughs> Yeah, but it, <laughs> and I'll joke. You know, I, don't I know, care. but it, it's like they're right though, because mm-hmm. they're like you know, they're right. And at the time, you know, and knowing their demographic, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they probably made the right choice back then. But like when you look at it now in 2021, you know, that was 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at it now, you know, in the, in the modern day, and it's like, yeah, you know what? It probably makes more sense to you know change that because. Yeah, why would you zoom in on her ass when she's talking about trying to save her sister? You know? And it's like, you know what? I'm just laughing because it was just funny. It was just funny. Um, It's funny because it's sad mm -hmm. that, like, it's come down to that. And, like, I think the craziest part is, like, there's there's two, like, small but vocal camps. And there's the small vocal camp that's, like... Keep the ass, remove the ass. I'm not gonna play this game because you're changing it. Like... You guys are complaining about an ass. You literally kill thousands of aliens. Nobody's talking about all the killing, just that ass, you know? And it's just like, dude, get over yourself. Like, get over yourself. One, you're not as cool as you think you are standing up for it. And two, you're being very, very depressing. Like, you are you are not doing yourself any favors. You're not on the right side of history. Uh, and then there's the other camp that's like, oh, wow, now that they fixed this, I might actually play this game. And it's just like, so you're telling me I saw I saw that I saw that in a comment on Twitter and then somebody replied to them and they were like, so you're telling me you didn't play one of the greatest trilogies of all time because there was one shot of a character's ass. I mean, they that's didn't... the hill you died on. They didn't pull up what you call it and nerf the ass. I can't remember. There's was it a game or was it a show? I can't remember. I think it was a game where they nerfed the character's ass, and people were mad. Final like Fantasy the, fourteen. I don't think it was Final Fantasy fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen had that. They might have had it as well, but this isn't. That's not the instance I'm thinking of, where they they actually nerfed somebody's I ass. I don't know <laughs> if I want that in my search history. Hold on, let me uh pull up an. I can't remember window. what it is, but yeah, they were upset. This is very also very similar to. People are mad at She-Hulk's new design, which is more in line with the like, like Hulk's design, you know, not not ultra sexy <laughs> looking. And yeah, there were some people very butthurt about it, and it was just like, eh. she can look, she can still look feminine while not being like, you know, super pinup modely. You know what I mean? And this also, they're not saying there's Talk not about room Widowmaker for that. Or- tracer huh are you talking about widowmaker or tracer i don't i can't remember but they definitely nerfed somebody's ass in a game and i've seen it trending on twitter and i was like oh that's interesting but it was definitely a game i didn't play where i was like okay i don't really care hmm yeah there are some uh talks of nerfing booties but that's not uh 
Oh God, is that the title? <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. You said it this I don't time. Know so. if that... You got to make it nerfed ass. No, I'm gonna make it. There's talk of nerfing booties. But yeah, I would um, say that's that's really it on my end. Oh, I haven't done anything else. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anything else really. Yeah, uh, I think primarily, yeah, Divinity, Destiny. Um, just double checking if I played anything else really this week. I dabbled in a little bit of Risk of Rain too, a little bit of Insurgency. Played a little bit of the new season of uh, Apex. I actually played a little bit of Wolfenstein Youngblood now that that, like, works. With Will? Uh, yeah, with Will. And, uh, yeah, we played, like, a couple levels of it. We were like, wow, this game runs really well now. And then I was like, let's, yeah, I'm I'm good. And he was like, you want to never play this again? And I was like, yeah, let's never play this again. Sheesh. <laughs> it's totally fine. And, you know, they, they've definitely come around and kind of fixed that game in a way that it feels a lot better. But, um... Mm -hmm. Not in a way that now, like there's I, nothing I there to keep coming back to. Stuff around too much, but I definitely want to remember to put these fucking leather ear muffs back in, not ear muffs, headphone pads, because I don't take these out the house as much anymore because I've been using my AirPod Pros because they're good enough. The noise cancelization on them are good enough where I don't need something super over the ear. But I keep forgetting to put these back on because these are only on for the winter. Because they're like a velvety, like, because the leather just cracks in the winter out here because it gets so cold. So See, I don't I don't know how you have, like, and I'm not saying this with shade. I just don't get how those headphones have so much bleed. Because, like, mine are literally open back, and mm -hmm. I don't have that problem. Well, so the thing is, your open back, there's not things driving through the back of them. Also, I have hair and other stuff that they're not, like, complete. There's not a complete seal. Right, and this fair. is not like so it's not a cloth it's just a velvet like cloth so it's not like yeah, a, that's what that's what so it's not are. doing a seal on it as where these are leather and it, it creates more of a seal on everything so i found one of them worst case scenario i ordered another pair but i don't know where the other one is and ideally they should have been in a bag but clearly that one isn't so what the fuck <laughs> well while nat uh searches for ear pads I want to talk about this ultra wide. I mentioned it last week. Uh, I mentioned it a little bit at the top. I got uh, the ultra wide. I got the Dell. Hold on. Or not Dell. Uh, Alienware. Hold on. Found the it. Alienware 3420DW. Nice. Now you got both. Look at that. He's got them, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Uh, but yeah, the Alienware 3420DW, uh, which is funny just there, pal. I what? You said alien pretty funny. It's just there. Alien. You said you said alien. <laughs> you said it like kind of weird and I was like, "Oh, that was cute." <laughs> no, I said alien. So good. I'm pretty sure I said it normal. <laughs> well, you listen to the recording. You stop I might have to. I might have to go to back. Going to remember 39 minutes. Uh <laughs> But yeah. um Yeah, 34 inch ultra wide. Uh, 3440 by 1440, 120 hertz, nano wow, IPS. Boy. Uh, this thing is incredible. And I'm, v I'm very lucky that every game I've tried to play on it so far, 
Uh, which granted is not my full library, Mm -hmm. but every game I have gone out of my way, including Wolfenstein, including Apex, Destiny, um, what the hell else have I played on that? Uh, well, no, Starcraft 2 doesn't work. I did play that on it. Starcraft 2 doesn't work. Risk of Rain 2 works. Insurgency works. Divinity, I don't know if I said that already. That works. Uh, Native 1440. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hitman works. Native 1440. Um, it's... I'll tell you, like, ultra-wide, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, it's the end-all, be-all, and you need to rush out and get it. But if you're deciding right now between 4K and ultra-wide, I would say ultra-wide 1440. You're pushing a similar amount of pixels with the size of the display. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to notice. But honestly, you're getting more, I feel like, for your money. Because when you're condensing all those pixels in like a 27-inch display, yeah, it looks really sharp, but like so does 1440p. And you can get a much higher refresh rate on 1440p. I feel With personally this, attacked. Do you have a 4K? Literally yeah, a 27-inch 4K but do, monitor. <laughs> but you do photo and video editing. <laughs> you, have a, you have a purpose for mm-hmm. it. No, I'm just joking. I, was just I will joking. say this covers over 120% of the sRGB gamut, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm talking in terms of games. Realistically, you if you have the space for it, you're going to get more out of an ultra wide because in the games where it doesn't work, yeah, you know, you're just going to have a 27-inch 1440p display in the middle. But in the games where it works, the first time you see it, it's kind of incredible and like this particular one is curved and so like I'm seeing How much did like, this run you, pal? I've been this was a this was about a thousand dollars. Look on his face. Uh, Nat is giving me the eyes. I don't. Okay. I was to get that out of here. Okay. I've been in stores and I'm like, hey, so how much is this? And they'll be like, oh, two thousand dollars. Just walk away. No, it's about a grand. Uh, there <laughs> was another one. There's a 38 inch model. It's brand new. It's G Sync Ultimate. Uh, they also have a 27-inch version. I almost got that one for around the same price as this, but I wanted to go ultra-wide. There's a 38-inch ultra-wide. It's a 1600p, and I couldn't justify it. It's a 30... Yeah, it's, it's a 38-inch. Um, I couldn't justify it because it was an extra $400, which isn't the end of the world, but the big thing was uh, the the performance I was going to lose going to 1600p. Like, right now, I still run games, you know, right around that 120 still. So, for the most part, it's G-Sync compatible. Uh, The other reason I wanted that one was just because it was G-Sync Ultimate, which is really nice. Uh, For those who don't know, G-Sync Ultimate means, like, it's got, you know, quality HDR. Um, I think it was, like, HDR 600 uh, for the 38-inch. It's got, like, good brightness. Uh, It's got, sorry, uh, full array lighting or excuse me, full array backlighting. It had, um, uh, it has the built-in G-Sync module instead of just the compatibility. Like, it looked incredible. It was, I think, uh, 165 hertz refresh rate. It was nuts. And I just, like, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to run games that high on it. And so I got this one just to kind of, you know, be a little more reasonable. Uh, and I love it. Um, mm-hmm. It was worth every penny. 
And I had got an arm for my other 1440p monitor, so I got that sitting next to me because I'm not going to replace a perfectly good monitor. I love this LG. Like, this is still an incredible monitor. Uh, and, you know, if I ever want to use it for anything, I can. But this thing, I I'm telling you, if you can, and don't 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 skimp on it. Don't just get, like, an, a, you know, any old, old... Don't go to Best Buy and buy the $250 ultra-wide display. It's not the same thing. I would suggest Curved. They do offer them flat. My preference is always curved. Uh, and I think the curve really, like, does good work. Um, the, the the curve really does good work on the ultra... <laughs> Why? He's giving me the eyes again. And they're different eyes, and I'm you uncomfortable. You said it two times, and I was laying yeah, rock. You said the curve really does good work. You got to go the curve. curve really and I was does like... good work. Is that the other option for the title? All right, I added that. Um, we'll figure that out after. Hello, friends. Uh, you were just witness to some technical difficulties. Uh, Nat's computer decided to just kill everything that was running anything related to the podcast. Did everything, everything it could to keep us worked. down. Steam was still working. My browser was still working. Just Audacity froze and uh, Discord. And I was like, what the fuck? So. But we're back, and uh, you know, Cipher's gonna have a little extra work this week, and I love him for it. Uh, thank you, Cipher, uh, for the extra work that you put in to to make this work. But um, yeah, so speaking of doing the work, the curve does it. Uh, is where we left off before. Um, <laughs> be careful! That was the look that broke it. No, that wasn't the look. It was. No, it wasn't even that. It was. <laughs> I did something. I can't remember what I did, but I was like, "I think that was close." And then I froze. While and then I'm you froze. Over. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, I love this monitor. It's fantastic. Um, I know Alienware has a reputation of being overpriced, and for the most part, they kind of are. Um, but sometimes you get what you pay for from Alienware. And this is definitely a scenario like I, I'm a sucker for the RGB. It's got all the colored lights and stuff because I'm stupid and I'm impressed by changing colored lights. Um, but yeah, uh, this monitor is fantastic. I would recommend it to anybody who, you know, if budget is not an issue, wants a really good ultra wide 3420, uh, really excellent display. Uh, and that was really all I had to say about that. Uh, I've been really, you know, I've kind of adjusted to playing games on it. So I don't, I don't get, you know, you don't get quite get that wow factor every time you use it. But every time you boot up a game the first time and it works, it's a great feeling, you know? Uh, so I guess I feel like I've lost. I feel like your computer killed the momentum. I don't like, not that we had it, but like, you know, it just, it sabotaged the whole show. Cause we had a groove going and I don't remember where I was going to go next. We talked through the games. Um, I guess you want to, you want to, you want to talk about some news. It's actually been kind of a busy week. Yo, got to, got to talk about the news. So first up final fantasy 14 is getting a new expansion. Coming out in 2021, uh, Endwalker is the new expansion, and it will apparently be the conclusion 
of the original Final Fantasy XIV story. So, like, the story that's been going since, like, A Realm Reborn and stuff like that. Um, this will be the finale of that story, which sounds really exciting. Uh, and the, part of it will also take place on the moon. <laughs> to the moon! <laughs> to the moon! <laughs> it's literally what this Polygon article says. To the moon. Um... There's a really nuts Don't trailer. Tell Peter Dinklage. Uh, there's a new. <laughs> there's a new sage I know class. I said his name wrong, but that's funny. That, that come on, you got to give me credit for the Destiny reference. Oh, you were making a death. I thought you were making some other reference. He doesn't say. When does he say to the moon? When he like was that? no, I'm not saying to the moon, but he always talked about the moon yeah. when he was the thing. When he was the. It's a wizard. Whatever. It came from the moon. <laughs> delivered and i'm not here to tell peter dinklage how to act he's a fantastic actor on tv he's just and in film uh he's just not great as ghost uh there's a new sage class which is crazy they've got like these floating little things uh that go around and cast shields on people and stuff they're a dps healer um or not a DPS healer. I'm sorry. They're they're a healer, but it looks like they have like DPS abilities. Maybe they look really cool. It's the first time I've been interested in maybe being a healer in uh, Final Fantasy 14. Oh, I just saw something on the side of this article that I never want to see again. Um, Rebecca Black's Friday 10th anniversary remix will carry you through the rest of the week. Yeah, I actually think Rebecca Black makes. Not bad music. No, it's not Rebecca Black, actually. I think you know, she kind of got fucked <laughs> with that whole situation. And she, you know, it was interesting. Funny enough, Yonkers also came out 10 years ago today. Yonkers by Tyler Creator, which is the intro to that whole world for a lot of people. Intro to, like, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, and a bunch of other people's really favorite artists, like Earl Sweatshirt and some a bunch, a bunch of a lot of people's lives. Were introduced mm. ten years ago today, which I think is pretty cool. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So, uh, also the uh, just for what it's worth, they did also announce um, there will be a PlayStation Five version of Final Fantasy fourteen. Apparently, that is starting a beta on April thirteenth. Mm -hmm. So that's you know not unexpected, but is definitely really nice. They're going to support four uh, resolutions up to four K. Uh, faster loading times and just general like quality of life. It should just run better than it did on the PS4, just like the PS4 ran better than the PS3. Um, it sounds really excited, and or, it sounds really it sounds really exciting, and it got me to boot up Final Fantasy XIV again because I still need to get caught up, and I want to be caught up by the time this expansion comes out. Is kind of where I'm at. Mm. Uh, in less exciting news, uh, WB Games has successfully patented the Nemesis system mm -hmm. from their Mordor games, which means that they have made it very difficult, not impossible, but more difficult for other people to implement that system in their games, which probably explains why nobody's done anything with it other than WB. And it's also an explanation for why it's such a shame uh, because they're the only ones doing anything with it. And that's mm -hmm. that feels like a mechanic that would be very exciting in a lot of games, you know? 
Imagine that game, that mechanic in like Cyberpunk or something. Imagine it in Destiny. Imagine it in Divinity. Beat Divinity, up some that'd dude. That'd be really cool. Beat Destiny. up some dude and then just like, you know, like a couple hours later, you know, the next session he just shows up. You remember that time? Well, I brought friends, you know? Divinity seemed really cool because there's cutscenes and stuff. And oh, did I mention the Baldur's Gate like cutscenes they were adding, which I thought yes. was pretty cool? Yeah. I want to play Baldur's Gate. I'm really okay. excited to play that. More than I was, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as like excited, but the more we play Divinity, the more excited I am to to get into that. Yeah, I, I think it's a shame because it's like, you know, I, I know this isn't the same overall concept, but like imagine if somebody tried to patent the double jump, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, here's this really cool creative idea. And then it's just like, let's lock it away from the rest of the gaming world. So nobody else can do anything with it. Nobody else can innovate with it. They have to go out of their way to make something completely different or, you know, just don't bother. You know? I remember when everybody had terrible D-pads because Nintendo had the patent on D-pads yeah. forever. You, like, you, you shouldn't be able to patent like a, an in-game mechanic. Like, I don't know. It just mm-hmm. seems weird. Well, it's, That's, it's, I don't think this is as finite because it's code at the end of the day. Yeah. But still, unless they got a patent through that was just very broad. All patents are very broad. That's the Mm -hmm. issue. Patents are inherently an issue because you can very broadly say, I made this patent for a system that, you know, when the bad guys die, they actually come back and they remember you. And then it's just like if somebody does something, you'd be like, that sounds like my patent. Mm -hmm. And then regardless of if it is, you're you're still spending court time cost and then it's like well is it worth it you know litigation yeah yeah that that's that's the part that's sad because i feel like there are other developers no just you know no disrespect to monolith they've done a great job with it but i definitely think there are other developers who could bring a unique spin to that my hair slowly just gonna sit like this and then rise up because it doesn't want to lay man which is why I had those pins in, but it's just like, nope. Rise. Wait, is pajama salmon? No. Wait, what is this? I. Humble Bundle had a thing, and I needed to see if pajama Sam was on Switch. Because it showed a Switch. No, okay, they're just selling pajama. I already own that for PC. Never mind. I was like, is Pajama Sam on Switch? <laughs> Wait, this no shit. This game is 100% positive on the... Huh. That's really cool. You ever played Pajama Sam? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, pal. It's like one of those like point-and-click adventure games for kids. Mm-hmm. It's this kid, and he was just like... The first one, he was afraid of the dark in his closet and so he goes into his closet and there's like this dark world and he has to beat the darkness and then like the sequel was thunder and lightning aren't so frightening and so he goes up to the sky and he meets thunder and lightning and they like they're like weather people and he's like trying to change the weather so he isn't afraid it's crazy it's like you ever heard of putt 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 putt's the same thing but a car same concept they're really fun 
they hold up shockingly well too because it's just a simple point and click you know adventure game uh what isn't simple is e3 so e3 is pushing forward with a plan for a digital event in 2021 uh after last year's event was canceled uh some might say luckily based on information leaking from e3 uh and the goings on there um so they're pushing through they're trying to push for a digital event this summer but they're still actually waiting for the backing of companies so right now it doesn't sound like they have anything lined up they're Mm -hmm. trying to put the show together but they don't have anything to show Whereas like last year, you know, there, there was no E3 because it got canceled. So everything was like an E3 window and it was just like, Hey, we'll show stuff in May and June and July and August. And it stretched out multiple months. And that's when Sony finally like, you know, showed us the PS five and Microsoft showed us, you know, the series S and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we finally got those glimpses of those consoles, but it wasn't like, it wasn't all concentrated in that, you know, week of E3. Mm Mm-hmm. So the ESA wants to recapture that. They want to recapture that week, that media attention for that week. But the question is, is anybody going to do it? You know, you, you look at the, you know, the PlayStation 5 reveal was the, the biggest, I think, virtual event ever for like games. If I remember correctly, at least at the time, I don't know if that's changed since then. But at the time, that was like the most watched video game reveal ever, like live streamed event. So, I mean, that means it's bigger than E3, you know? So these publishers have finally realized, and this was always, I think, the fear of the ESA, is the publishers realize that they can get people's attention whenever they want. They don't have to go and support this event for a week when they could just tweet out and be like, we're going to show this thing on the 12th, be there at 9 a.m. And guess what? Everybody's going to be there at 9 a.m. because... They want the news. You don't need to pay the ESA to have a big stage or whatever to do it. You know, you don't need to rent out a theater to show people what the next Halo looks like. You can just live stream it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting. Summer Game Fest. That's what it was last year. And the thing is, as you know, Jeff Keighley's probably out there like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, no disrespect to E3, but Summer Game Fest was great last year. Let's make a better one this year. Come on back, you know. Let me just let me figure out when you did. I, I don't need anything from you. I just want to help you guys get in like an order so everybody knows what's going on and when. You know, like Jeff mm-hmm. Keeley became the organizer who didn't I don't think he asked for money or anything. He just kind of organized and was just like, hey, here's a schedule of when to expect all these things so nobody's stepping on each other. Yeah. And I think that worked and that was much better because Microsoft was on board. Sony was on board. I think Nintendo played along a little bit. And Jeff Keighley has like the reputation and everything like in relationships with everyone already. So it was just in a seamless transition. He also arguably owns the biggest event in the States now with the Game Awards. Yeah, that's probably bigger than E3 at this point. He put man puts on a good show, you know. Uh, so. Here, here's the proposal for 2021 uh, from from multiple sources. Uh, this is all from Video Game Chronicle. Uh, so they were working under the assumption the physical event would not take place this year. Uh, according to the ESA's E3 2021 proposal, a typical show day would see its live broadcast schedule run from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. 
with regional replay scheduled around Europe, China, and the Middle East. Uh, an example schedule sent to publishers looks similar to a typical day of, e th of past E3 events. It kicks off with a 30-minute pre-show run by a media partner, followed by a two-hour exclusive press conference by a console platform holder, followed by a Q&A panel reaction. The rest of the day would be comprised of third-party publisher presentations of differing length, uh, with that day concluding with a wrap-up and teaser of the following one, the ESA's notes also mentioned that a charitable after-party, or also mentioned a charitable after-party stream. So, so they're going after extra lives. I mean, maybe not, but <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So this was all speculation mm -hmm. at the time, and then the official E3 Twitter. This was Monday the eighth that this came out. Mm -hmm. This is a tweet from them. Monday's off to an exciting start, huh? We've been hard at work on this year's event and can't wait to provide the full picture of E3 2021 experience. Uh, keep an eye here for more big news from us soon. Until then, we'll be back under the box. So basically, after all this stuff leaked about what they plan to do, uh, I think they wisely tried to retake control of the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um and then they said, thanks for the love on the news yesterday. It's been great to see so many of you excited for what's coming this year. By the way, my boss has requested I clarify that this was not a... Oh, because they used a GIF of going back under the box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so this was not a Metal Gear announcement. So please save your speculation for my Half-Life GIF next week. Okay, I've that's that. that's a little fun. I like that E3, whoever's running that, I like that they're having a little fun with that. They clearly know the demo, which is good, because I feel like a lot of times the press people don't know who they're supposed to be speaking to. Yeah, so that's that's a nice little bit of a human element there. All right, I'm going to try and organize these last couple pieces by importance. So let's tackle this one real quick. Uh, Tencent, everybody's uh, favorite Chinese conglomerate trying to take over the world. Uh, just bought a piece of uh, Bohemia Interactive, uh, Makers of Arma. Mm -hmm. So uh, Bohemia does stress uh, they will continue to operate independently. Um, and wow, this so this PC Gamer article is highly incorrect, I think. This Bohemia, Bohemia doesn't develop DayZ, right? Uh, they do. They do? I thought that was... Someone else who developed the standalone Daisy. It was a guy who was doing a mod, and they brought him on to make a standalone. Oh, I'm sorry, I doubted you, PC gamer. I I thought that uh, Daisy had a different developer. Ninety percent sure about that. I mean, we could fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that was. The story. I'm checking real quick just for hahas because, mm -hmm. like, I didn't think that was the case. It is Bohemia Interactive. You are 100 percent correct, my friend. I should have trusted you from the beginning, and I apologize. Um, I, I genuinely didn't know it was them making it. I, I thought it was somebody else, and they just built their own engine. So remember, That's crazy. Daisy was uh, built on Arma, and they was like, hey, why don't you just come make an official Daisy game, and we'll give you some money and complete access to the engine. And he said, wow, that's great. And then Daisy. Yeah, so it looks like, uh, according, again, to the article, that this is an extension of Tencent's existing partnership with Bohemia. Last year, Bohemia denied that Tencent had acquired a, a majority stake in the developer. Uh, and then they said that this was a strategic cooperation. Uh, this is the quote uh, from the CEO. 
We are pleased to deepen our relationship with Tencent, one of the most significant internet companies in the world. We look forward to working on our current and future generations of games with the support of a strong partner that has known us for many years and understands our unique approach to online games. Uh, and I really want, I really wish I could just like take a seat in Tencent's office and be like, what's the long game here? I mean, the long game is they want to own the biggest chunk of the video game market that they can. And Tencent is already, so Tencent is already dominant in China because China won't let you, China will not let a non-Chinese company compete in China. So that's why, you know, all these companies like Nintendo partnered with Tencent to get the Switch distributed, if I'm remembering correctly. And I know for like game distribution, like Tencent, like Tencent distributes PUBG in China. And, you know, they do all that stuff. Well, Tencent distributes a majority stake in Blue Hole. Yeah, but yeah. But that's the thing is like that that's part of it is because they wanted the piece of that pie. And then China was also their biggest market. So that was the that was the best way to keep the penetration there was to you know, have a, have them take control. So a lot of a lot of major video game players, because Tencent, I think they own Wii Game, if I remember correctly. Tencent is probably the biggest player in China in terms of video games in the overall market. You know, they're they're probably the electronic arts, you know, of the industry over there in terms of like we're huge and we release a lot of games every year. You know. Maybe, you know, maybe they do business better than Electronic Arts. We'll see. But um, the whole thing is, is now the U.S. is the second largest market. And so if they want to make the most money, they've got to get the most out of this market. And we're also a lot friendlier in, pardon me, in terms of how we do business. I don't want to listen. Stuff is complicated. And when it comes up with the stuff with China, it's complicated because China runs their country very differently uh, then the United States runs its country, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you everything we do is perfect. It's far from it, and the world knows it. But when it comes to video games, you know, we don't have the censorship. We don't, we, you know, the United States will let Tencent buy a company, you know, because that's just business. You know, that's how the capitalist society works. And, you know, they're not going to be like, hey, I, I know tr- the previous, uh, the previous office uh, had their issues with stuff like TikTok and things like that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're not going to see much resistance if they're coming in and they're like, hey, we want to spend X billions of dollars to buy this company. You know, they're going to give it a fair shot. Whereas like, you know, if EA is like, hey, we want to release our game in China. They're like, well, you better call Tencent because we're not going to let you do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very different market. So Tencent can get into this market and they can have a lot more freedom with how they distribute their games in this market. And then that also makes it easier to get to Europe and these other countries uh, where gaming is also growing and or already established as a huge market. So it makes sense, you know, whereas all these American companies are trying to figure out how to get into China, mm-hmm. Tencent already figured out how to get into America, you know, and they're just spending money to do it because that's how you do it here. You just spend money and you get what you want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound good when you say it out loud. <laughs> I mean, debatable. According to a lot of people, it's not good. So, Yeah, so. <laughs> On the topic of things that aren't good, 
CD Projekt Red just keeps swirling, swirling in that bowl. Um, CD Projekt Red was hacked. And I don't, I, I say that, I know I'm smiling. This isn't funny. It's just, it's so unbelievable that the cyberpunk dev got hacked. Like yeah, that's the ransom note. Of course they would. It's just like it's just too perfect. And again, there's nothing good about this. I I, I wish nothing but the best for these people. Uh, you know, for, for most of these people, management is their own thing. But like, nobody deserves to go through this to have like a ransomware hack. Here's the statement from CD Projekt Red. Yesterday, we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. Forgive me if I'm reading slow. I, I don't want to maximize this window because then I'll be very bright. Um, all good. Actually, I'm going to move this over here so I can read it better. Uh, today we discussed, uh, I already read that, an unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Capital Group, and left a ransom note uh, the content of which we release to the public. Though some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. We have already secured our IT infrastructure and began restoring the data. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor, being aware that this is being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of compromised data. We are taking the. Uh, I don't know why I can't read today. We are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. I think I just have a hard time reading, like, press release talk. I don't know. It, this stuff never feels good to say out loud. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like press releases feel like they were never meant to be read, <laughs> like, vocalized. Yeah. Uh, we're still investigating the incident, however, at this time... Uh, However, at this time, we can confirm that, to the best of our knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. We've already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the Personal Data Protection Office, as well as IT forensic specialists, and we will closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. Are you ready for the ransom note? Yeah, you got pwned. You didn't just get pwned. You have been... Okay, hold on. Hello, CD Project Red. All exclamations in front of it. You have been, all caps, EPICALLY pwned. EPICALLY was all caps. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your Perforce servers uh, for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3, three exclamation points. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes, source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will... Nobody in gaming journalism is going to touch this. No, no respectable outlet is going to touch this, knowing this. 
And I think that's why CD Projekt Red did what they did because now this becomes a credibility thing and you don't want to be the the journalism contact who runs this story. You know what I mean? I would not want to be the person who runs this story of like, here's all that leaked information and then all of a sudden you're the contact of the hacker. I would not want that to be me. So any, any respectable journalist, I don't think anyone's touching this. I mean, maybe a Jason Schreier just because like he can get away with it because he has like, he has that insider stuff. So he could probably be like, hey, here's what I already know, but I got this extra information from it. But I, even him, I, I think he wouldn't want to touch this. It's, it's dirty, you know? Uh, your public image will go down the shitter even more. And I was told, I, I read something online that says because they said the shitter, uh, that proved that they were, uh, I think, English. Like, uh, like UK. Uh, we'll go down the shitter even more and people will see how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. Uh, there was one little fun article that I read on hard drive. Uh, there, there, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, satire. Uh, and they said that uh, CD Projekt Red uh, requested a three-week delay on the uh, ransom. They were like, despite the fact that we told you we were ready, we just need three weeks uh, to just make sure that we have everything ready to go. It was a really bad joke, uh, with you know, relating to the uh, the the 21-day delay that did seemingly nothing for Cyberpunk. It was a really bad joke, but I did chuckle a little bit. It was it was. <sighs> It was the wrong. It was the right thing at the worst time, you know. Mm -hmm. This this thing is a nightmare, and they're gonna leak that info. They have to. I I have heard rumors that they're trying to sell it for upwards of a million dollars. So somebody is gonna try and get it somehow. It's kind of crazy, mm -hmm. and it's really bad that this is happening to them right now because like. I don't know how much more bad publicity CD Projekt Red can really handle right now. It's, I don't know. It's it's just wonderful. like I don't think this really affects anything outside of modding, and if people are like the CD Project is CD Projekt Red engine code. That dynamic where people are gonna steal it, you know what I mean? I feel like anybody. Well, who so cares. here's the here's the thing though. Mm -hmm. Source code is the it's the blueprint for the game. Yeah. No. If you have the source code, you know all you need to do. If you like, if you've gotten that far, you could, in theory, with that source code, develop uh you know something to run in that game, right? Yeah. And if you can find a way to distribute that via mods and things like that you can install crazy malware like not that you can't do that already but there's that makes it that much easier to run dangerous code in the software so that exposes this whole community you know here's this and they talked about that they they told people not to mod for a while because of uh, an exploit they found. And I don't know if that's related to this, but like the source code can be dangerous in yeah. the right hands. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, they, they had this hack 
you know, that's something that their investors are going to look at. And it's going to be like, look, what are you guys do? Like this again comes down on CD project management. What are they doing? You know, this is all the culmination of cyberpunk. And it's just like now, you know, you're finally kind of starting to gain some traction. You're gaining some distance and it's like, okay, we can try and fix this. And then this fundamental thing goes horribly wrong where it's like, you should be able to protect your data and you couldn't, you know? And now that reflects poorly again on management. There's going to be a lot more people breathing down their necks, investors specifically. And at a certain point, you got to wonder if there's going to be a shakeup at the company now. Because obviously, you know, at a certain point, the finger's going to get pointed. And if you're in the leadership, it's going to get pointed at you. Yeah, I mean, there has to be. If it happened to to half gen, I would expect people to point it at me. Why why are you smiling? (laughs) I was like, will they point it at you? Because it's like, you really came and hacked the website of four people. (laughs) Like, well, yeah, I, and you know what? Three of them are going to be like, what happened? And they're, they're going to ask me. And I'm going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't ask what happened. I'd be like, okay, so let's fix it and keep it moving. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. This it's, it's just like, at this point, it's, it's just like that. It's like that Simpsons meme, you know, just meme, just stop it. He's already dead. Mm-hmm. You know, CD Projekt Red, they're already dead. Just leave him alone. They need they need some space. <sighs> and then we get to what might be the most disappointing news of the week uh, coming from one Jason Trier. Um, so Electronic Arts has had a team of about 30 people working mm-hmm. on redesigning Anthem uh, in a way that will hopefully recover the game. And some of the stuff they have shown as somebody who very much likes these games and as somebody who has, you know, a begrudging respect for Anthem, you know, having finished it and having put a lot of time into it, you know, more than I expected to, I like Anthem in a weird way, you know, and I, I've kind of come to, I wouldn't say respect what's broken about it, but I've, I've adapted myself to it. I don't hate Anthem like I used to, uh, you know, that, that, that pain is gone and I, I kind of just appreciate what is good about Anthem. And so I, by the, you know, every time they talk about the future of Anthem, I get a little more excited because I'm like, Hey, I really feel like this team wants to fix Anthem and the way Mm -hmm. they talk about it, the way they show the, the new character screens and stuff like that. That's coming from a place of a team that know, seems to know what they're talking about, who's finally looking at their contemporaries. They're looking at the divisions. They're looking at the destinies. And they're like, hey, we can do that stuff. Like, they have, they, they had a system that sounds a lot like the fragments and aspects that are in Beyond Light right now, you know? That was one of their prototypes. And it's like, on one hand, if you had just released the game like that, Anthem could have been incredible. But they didn't. There's no taking that back, but if this could be huge, if they take the time to invest in it and make it right, I think Anthem could earn a second shot, and I think Anthem could do a lot of good with it, and I think you know we we could use another good one of these games because there's not a lot of them, and it sounds like this week is going to be the week where that decision is made. So according to Jason Schreier, Bloomberg. Electronic Arts is going to hold a meeting this week 
to determine whether it will continue trying to create a new version of Anthem or if they're going to cut their losses and walk away. I think I know what they're going to do. I don't see how... I don't see how EA can justify continuing to invest money because Mm -hmm. the thing is, is they would need to, uh, hold on. I'm trying to find the part in the story. Um, Sorry. Give me, excuse me. Give me one second. So people familiar with the project said it will need to expand to at least triple in order. And again, this is a team of about 30. It needs to be a team of about 90 in order to produce new content and to continue to attempt to overhaul the game. So they need to triple their headcount. Mm-hmm. So EA is going to commit 60 more, would have to commit 60 more developers to this, all the money that goes along with that. And I don't think, I think there's the benefit to their image that comes from fixing this and making this right, of being able to say, hey, you know what? We're going to do right by Anthem and the people who like Anthem. And then you're going to, there's that credibility that comes with, look at Star Wars Battlefront 2, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Had a disastrous launch. They have turned that game into something people genuinely like and want to play. Like that game is popular. Yeah. You know? It and got a big launch on the Epic Game Store the other day. Yeah, they gave it away for free and it got a ton of players. A bunch of my friends play it now and I... I'm not particularly interested in jumping into that game at this point, but they keep bugging me to play it. Same. And it's like, I'm not interested, but that's really cool that that game is doing so well now. So it's like, it's crazy that they could potentially do the same thing with Anthem. And then that doesn't forgive what EA did, but that shows that EA is committed to doing right by their players and their buyers, their consumers. Mm -hmm. And that would be huge. I, I feel think, like especially nope. with Battlefront and LucasArts, EA is really trying to be like, hey, we're a competent studio that is deserving of having the rights to, to Disney to continue developing. Look, we fixed this. We know we had a rocky launch, but we can put out a competent product and we deserve the chance to make more of these. <laughs> yeah, the problem, though, for Anthem is mm-hmm. it's a one-off game. Back, I say it's not that backed does, by anything. Yeah. That it's doesn't not have the license. Off of anything with success. It's like it just came and was dead on arrival. I think, honest to God, Andrew Wilson walks in that room, says, Okay, how much will this cost? No, we're just going to drop it. They're probably looking at the player count and they're probably like, Okay, there's less than, you know, there's probably like, what, a thousand people logging in, if that, mm. every month? Because there are still people playing Anthem. It's crazy. Every time I go on there, the last time I remember I streamed it, a bunch of people watched. You know, like that community is still there and still passionate about that game. There's still people on the leaderboards running this stuff every month. And so, like, there are people still committed to Anthem the way that someone like me is committed to Destiny. And I think those people deserve the proper vision of Anthem. But I think EA is going to look at the money that's required and they're going to be like, we can't justify it. It's easier to walk away and bury Anthem under a pile of Mass Effect. At, yeah, like what else can they do with that same resources and money? You know what I mean? I think the benefit to their image 
outweighs the cost. And Andrew Wilson has already said in the past, it's not an issue of money. It's an issue of doing right by them. That's not a direct quote. But he said that, you know, it's something that they had to do. They had to fix the game. Mm-hmm. I think cutting and running at this point is is dirty. And it will only hurt their reputation more. Because even the people who don't care about Anthem anymore, you're reminding them now. The moment the story breaks, EA abandons Anthem. You're just reminding people, oh, right. Not only did you release that game that wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. You abandoned it after you said you would fix it. You know? And you've got BioWare who have announced three games now with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Dragon Age 4, and a new Mass Effect. And haven't released anything since Andromeda. And, or not, haven't released anything since Anthem, I should say. Mm-hmm. And now you're. How does that help their reputation when you're just going to cut and run? You have no faith in them fixing. That just shows that you have no faith in them fixing it. Who's going to buy their new games? Who's going to run out and buy Dragon Age when it's like EA won't even let them try and fix this game. They don't think they can do it. To me, that is like the worst thing you could possibly do right now. When you're trying to convince the world that Bioware is still Bioware, you have to you you have a commitment to put the resources because you're making enough money. They're making a goddamn enough money on FIFA. FIFA could pay for Anthem, probably, just on the one, ultimate team. One day of booster packs. <laughs> one day of booster packs. You you feed a team for a year, you know? <laughs> mm. For just one for just one Madden Ultimate Team pack a day, you can feed the entire Anthem team for a whole year. <laughs> it's crazy. And like it, it's it just feels bad to think about them just walking away from this. And I feel like that's the only option in their eyes because they don't want to spend more money on it. Even though realistically, I don't think this is a genre. I don't think the 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 shared world shooter genre, you know, or the MMO shooter, you know, the the space or the games as a service shooter. The space occupied by Destiny and the Division and stuff like that. I don't think that is necessarily a growth market. I think that's kind of peaked. But the thing is, you've got a vocal a vocal community that feels, you know, wronged by Bungie. You have a vocal community that feels wronged by Ubisoft. And there's this market of people who want to play these games. And Anthem has an opportunity to take a good chunk of that pie. And one thing that has been proven through games like Destiny, you know, they're, they're going on year four, you know, seven years the game has been out almost. They're on year four of the second game. They're making a ton of money on it because they keep supporting it with more content. So Bungie's clearly making money, you know. There's opportunity there to make that cost back. By making a good one of these games because people will play it. If you make a good one of those games, people will flock to it. People will play it and people will invest their money into it. You know, make it free to play and just be like, you know, charge for new javelins, whatever, you know. Make your money how you have to make it. But let people play Anthem and the people who own Anthem just be like, hey, you know what? We're going to reward you guys because you believed in us from the start. 
give people a reason, you know, and, and then that turns around EA's reputation of like, holy shit, you know, what if they go from making one of the worst of one of those and then they turn it into one of the best? And I'm not saying that's what they would do. There's no guarantee that whatever they do to Anthem would do that. But to me, like, what if they make this incredible? What if they capture that Bioware magic again and they make a really good one of those? You know, I would I would play the hell out of Anthem. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think that genre of game is for me. So. We already know that. <laughs> Nobody has put out one that I felt was worth the time, so. Yeah, and, and that's opinion. but that's exactly my point, is that market is not necessarily going to grow much more than it has. Um, but, you know, outside of, like, maybe free-to-play, but maybe that's the direction they take Anthem, you know? I think that there is still, there is a hungry market of people who want that type of game, you know, and, and, you know, for people like, you know, Destiny players, maybe they want to have one for when Destiny's having a downtime. That was one of the nice things when I was playing Anthem was during Season of the Worthy last year where Destiny just had almost nothing going on and I played a lot of Anthem and it was great. I had a good time. So, you know, maybe, maybe... Maybe that's the secret sauce. I don't know. I just think it's really disappointing that we're not going to get to see the fruits of the labor of these people who have been working to actually make Anthem the game people still believe it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just always a shame when stuff like that happens. At least to me it is. No, I'm, I'm not invested in Anthem at all. I don't want to sound disinterested, but it's like, I hope they can fix it for the people who enjoy the game. <laughs> but it would also be shitty to abandon it. But I also feel like at this point, everybody who has it is like, like they've kind of washed their hands with it. It's been so long. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if like fixing it will definitely help. But I don't know if abandoning it is like, the people who are going to hate them are going to hate them no matter what at this point. You know what I mean? Even if they do fix it, they're going to complain that it was broken for the first three years of its lifespan, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I get you. I think it's, I think it's interesting either way. I mean, if they want to do good on the consumer, I feel like fixing it is the option. But I feel like I could also good, see uh, them abandoning it. I think that's easily. a better investment for their money than what they're currently doing with it because whatever they're currently doing with it isn't working either for their reputation. Mm-hmm. I think Anthem is a good project for them just to be like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is how we gain some clout, you mm-hmm. know, let's fix Anthem. Cause then, you know, even if it doesn't work at that point, at least they can say, Hey, you know what? We tried. And then if at that point it doesn't work, then they wash their hands, you know, at least they put the effort in. It, it worked for Bungie. It you know it worked for the division. All of these games have stumbled, and the ones that survive are the ones that make it right. You know, so if if they take the time and they make the investment to make it right, historically, players have sided with the game. You know. Players appreciate the effort, especially in this genre 
this is a very vocal like fandom of this genre of games. They, you know, they they like them a lot. They want to go around and shoot stuff with their friends and get lots of loot. So do do right by them, EA. Don't don't let Anthem go. <sighs> I think we need to let this episode go, though. <laughs> don't give me that look. I just realized I have a bunch of like tangled hair back here. Which makes sense, but it's kind of annoying because now I gotta go detangle it. Oh man. Which is why I'm kind of annoyed because my hands have been up for so long, they're kind of hurting, but I'm trying to <laughs> detangle it little by little with my fingers because yeah. that's always the best to do. Finger detangle it first and then move in with the detangler. Move in with the detangler. Mm-hmm. It's a special kind of brush that's no, I know. like split up and stuff that's made to purposely detangle here without being too rough and ripping them apart. Fair enough. Nat, as always, uh, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate everybody watching. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you so much. Uh, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, you know, check out the mm-hmm. site. You give me a look. Did you have something to say? No, I was gonna give them oh. a one over with my with how long my hair is and stuff. I think you could see that it's like kind of all over the place. Like certain parts are like split and padded down and stuff. It's very it's fluffy. All over the place right now, but it looks very fluffy. Because yeah. I know people are gonna be like, I should. Can you see the back of my head? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, excuse me. But I was I like, I know people so. were like, he's been messing with his hair this whole time and it hasn't even shown the back of it. So I was like. Let me at least do that for them. The audio listeners are learning that for the first time. You know, they're just like, he's been doing it the whole time? Yeah. If you ever hear Nat like leaned back away from his mic, he's probably playing with his hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. But, this uh, nice road arm made it easier, so I pulled it like this before, and they could hear me from back here. All the way back here. I have a Thrawn <laughs> Max. I really like it. Mm-hmm. that's who makes my arm mm-hmm. I like it it's a big like sturdy boy you know this is a big sturdy boy as well probably overkill for this mic but I thought I was really doing something when I got this set up you are <laughs> <laughs> alright guys uh, thank you as always for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one take it easy bye bye bye